0: We've come to the point of our church where we celebrate the death and resurrection of our of our Lord Jesus by celebrating communion. And the communion elements are up here at the front or in the back. And in a minute, after I get done speaking, Bailey's going to play a little bit. And so I hope that that what I say, I hope that you get something out of it. So. So not long ago, about four or five months ago, I turned a year older. I advanced my age. And I guess when I advanced my age, I had a mindset shift. And that mindset shift transformed me into somebody who I would never put myself out there to be embarrassed, to be laughed at, to be looked at differently, but whenever I Moved my age forward, that kind of went out the window. I was like, hey, what the heck, I'm game for anything. So that's how a person like me that's a bump on a log, the boring person goes from that to this. Watch this. So that took place about, about a month ago at one of the shooting contests that the boys do. And so had a little fun, had a little laugh, and obviously got caught on camera. So have you ever noticed that as a person matures, they more often than not start making mature choices? And with those mature choices, they most, most of the time or sometimes, they seek out wise counsel. And sometimes they heed the advice given to them. But as you walk around town and as you see people, there's always that one person that you kind of look at them odd and you're like, what were you thinking? And so... I'm pretty sure I'm fully aware of the fact that when you walked in this morning, you looked at me and you went, what are you thinking? I'm not real sure. But let's backtrack. And I told you just a second ago that there's a time whenever people start making mature choices and they start seeking out wise counsel. Well, Many years ago, I had a wise man looked at me and said, uh, Son, it is very unwise to make deals and bargains with teenagers. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to tell you who gave me that wonderful advice, but he'll be up here in a minute. So, moving forward to where we are now, I must advise you, go ahead and take this wonderful advice. It's very unwise to make challenges to teenagers. Going a step further, it's very unwise to make deals with teenage girls. They're ruthless. So, there's a book in the Old Testament that is filled with wise counsel. It's called Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says this. Fools think that their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. So let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Let's talk about this thing on my head. Okay. My wonderful, beautiful hairdo. So I had a young lady that came to me this year and said, coach, I want to throw javelin. I said, okay. Now, this young lady was a junior. She hadn't run track since she was in junior high. And she comes to me and says, I want to throw javelin. I said, okay. So she overcame a whole ton of setbacks. Quarantines and all of that stuff. And finally gets to throw for the first time. In our fifth track meet of the season and at this track meet this young lady surpassed the provisional qualifying mark for the event of Javelin which meant that she had qualified herself for a trip to the state track meet so moving on into that track meet We had finished throwing, and we were back over at the the track facility, and we were walking around down on on the football field, and we were talking about her successes and the possibility of success that she would have at the state track meet when all of a sudden this young lady passes us, and she had a huge hairdo. It was huge. It started here. And when you did. and I looked, I looked at my thrower and I said, hey, I'm going to do that. And she looks at me and she goes, no. She's like, that wouldn't do good for you. She's like, but I bet you could do something else crazy. I said, okay, how about this? I said, if you podium at the state track meet, I'll do something crazy with my hair. Specifically we had talked about putting cornrows in my hair, but my hair's not long enough for that, so then we just I said something crazy. She said, Okay. So we move on into the season. And with the the mark that she had set, she had started dropping in rankings, and so I redid our bet, our challenge. I said, if you will throw a hundred foot in javelin at the state track meet. I'll fulfill our bet. She said, okay. So the last couple weeks of the season, she had this nagging hip injury, and she she wasn't she wasn't progressing like she wanted to. And so I told her, I said, okay, I'll make it better. If you go to the state track meet and you better your qualifying mark of 93 foot nine inches, if you throw farther than that at the state track meet, I'll fulfill our bet. So progress into the season. We get to Albuquerque. She's the last event to compete. The final running event finished before she even got started to throw. And so first throw of the state track meet, she comes out and she throws 94 foot one inch. She fulfilled bet number one. She surpassed her qualifying mark. Next throw, she comes out, she throws a 106-foot one. So then she met number two. And then that 106-foot mark, that held on and placed her number six in the track meet, which fulfilled the original bet of making the podium. She placed sixth place at the state track meet. She made it to the podium, and thus we have my hair. Okay, So, that brings me back to my earlier statement that when I said never make a deal with a teenager, this is what you get. But, back to the verse that we talked about a while ago, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. If you look one verse before that, it says this. Wise words bring many benefits... And hard work brings rewards. This young lady busted her tail, and she achieved every mark that I had set for her. And so I want to sum this whole chaotic message up with this. Are you willing to allow yourself to be transparent? How often do you just let it go? Don't worry about what people think about you. Where would we be if our Heavenly Father did that with us? You know, there's times when we make deals with God. You know, something like this. Hey, if you'll get me out of this situation, I'll go to church every Sunday. Or... um. If you help me pass this test, I'll always pray in church. I'll be an, I'll be an example in school. But um, what if God flipped that on us? What if he said, if you give me more offering, I'll bless you more. If you touch more lives, I'll bless you more. But with that is the blessing. You know, it's kind of fitting that God told me to speak about this on this day. You know, when our forefathers stepped out and made their decision some 250 years ago to leave their country and start their freedom away from their king, I'm pretty sure they had reservations. And you know well, just as well as I do, that there was people that was on that boat that said, "Really? Really are we going to do this?" But there were those people that said, "Yes. It is time to step out. It is time to put ourselves out there and to earn our freedom." Our willingness to step out and put ourselves out there will allow us to share Christ. It will allow us to be Christ to others. Sometimes our willingness to step out into an uncomfortable situation will earn us our freedom. Freedom from our ruling country that sometimes is ourselves. Freedom to be who God wants us to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come this morning to this point in our service, when we celebrate your death and resurrection, Lord, I pray that we open ourselves up. We allow ourselves to be who you wanted us to be. I pray that you will help us to throw off our reservations, to throw off the 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 cloaks that we hide behind and just let us be us. Let us be transparent to the point that people see you through us. Let us be that open bible that people will read. Lord, I thank you for your sacrifice. And I thank you for not holding us to a bargain, but just letting us come as we are. Lord, thank you for this gift. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
1: Let's try this again. (laughs) Okay. And, And there's a reason that... I said over there and not over there. (laughs) Okay. All right. Again, welcome online. Uh, My name is Glenn Johnson, and um, I have uh, the privilege of uh, stepping in for uh, Pastor Don, Pastor Franklin. Um, (laughs) To get to know the message, you have to know the messenger. Okay. And I would like to share a little bit about the messenger. The messenger is myself, Glenn Johnson, right now. And, um, you know, as I prepared for the message, I uh, just asked God to uh, just speak through me with me as I delivered the message. So, I was born in Muleshoe, Texas. I um, was raised in Oldton, Texas, uh, on the farm, family of uh, ten kids, seven out of the ten have college degrees, six out of the seven are in education, and I just retired from education, so... (laughs) And um, our family was a very God-fearing, serving family. And as we were being raised, that was instilled in us. You know, in growing up, little did I know that I would ever be behind one of these things, but you know, God's plan is not necessarily our plan if we look to be obedient. So a lot of you know me from... Uh, I I guess my time at Portales High School uh, for the last uh, 27 years. Before that, um, I coached at uh, West Texas A&M. I uh, coached at Eastern two different times and then Portales High School. Uh, There's one other thing that I have been led to share with you about myself that goes with this. Uh, Early 20s, when I was out in the world, uh, there were some things that transpired and a couple of, two or three of us went to the local establishment and um, then once we... Uh, decided to leave there. We were going to go out in the country and see some friends. And so uh, they asked me to drive. And so as we started out, one of my friends said, well, why don't you just drop me off? So we dropped him off at home. And then uh, we go a little bit, and the other friend said... Uh, Why don't you just drop me off? So I did. And I went out by myself. It was out in the country a few miles. And so um, we uh, had a time. And then on the way back in, the four-way stop out by the fairgrounds, by the grain bin there, The last thing I remember was coming to the stop sign. The next thing I remember is a shove on the shoulder. Sir, are you okay? Are you okay? And I feel something hitting my head. And I turn and look. I was face to face with tree bark. See, from that stop sign to the left side, there's a row of trees there. And as I left the stop sign, down the embankment on the right side by the dump, up the embankment, back across the road, down the embankment, up the embankment, and broadsided the tree on the passenger's side. You see, if there was either one of those friends with me, you would have never known me. I would have been <laughs> elsewhere. Or. if things would have not transpired the way they did, you would have never known me because I would have been dead. But I tell you, God is good in me. And through all that, I I don't want to take up a lot of time, But through that, I ended up with a cracked vertebrae in three places. Spent time in the hospital. Spent time in a back brace. But I'm good to go now because of the grace of God, baby. You know, there's others that possibly can share your story. I have shared my story for the last 16 years, and you wonder where? In these last years, I taught at Portales High School and I taught driver's education. And at the end of every semester, I'm talking about anywhere from 90 to 105 kids each semester for the last 15, 17 years, I told my story. Because it wasn't a story that was on a video, YouTube, whatever. I told and shared my story. And at the end of my story, I I told at the end of the semester before they uh, went to a different class the next semester, and I would tell them that, hey, you you can go out of this classroom and you can shout it all over the community or wherever. That's okay. But for respect for the next class, if you would keep that between us so that it, is, it has the impact that it needs to have for the next semester's class. And you know, out of all those years, all those semesters, they never shared my story. Every single semester when I finished the class with my story, it was new to the class. So that's a little bit about me, where I've been, where I've come from, in a little bit about the messenger. And the message I would like to start with right now is what do you understand about what it takes for a person to go to heaven? Let's consider how the Bible answers this question. answers it by it's a matter of faith it's a matter of faith and that's what we're looking at now and then let's let's break it down one letter at a time f is for forgiveness we cannot have eternal life in in and heaven Without God's forgiveness. Ephesians 1 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Oh, do we thank God for grace? Do we thank God for grace? A is for available. Forgiveness is available. And it is available for all. Every individual. Every human being. Forgiveness is available. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever... Whoever can we get the word whoever that means whoever means what whoever means who everybody thank you can I get amen on everybody amen. yes thank you okay whoever believes in him should not perish but have but have everlasting life can we get everlasting life Is that not what we are here for? We are here to put on the armor for the everlasting life. We are not living for the the, the here and now. No, we are here and we are instructed and we are given rules, regulations, okay, as we are here on this earth. But the final... is everlasting life. And when we talk about everlasting life, and when we're talking about faith, it's not automatic. It's not automatic. We have to do... Our part to make sure that we are in a position to receive that forgiveness and that everlasting life. Matthew 7:31. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. You have to do His will. God's will. Not your will. Not my will. His will. I, I is for... Impossible. It is impossible for God to allow sin into heaven. It is impossible. God, God's not going to allow that. It's not going to be there. Because of who He is. He's our God Almighty. He's not going to allow it. God is loving and just. His judgment is against sin. James 2:13 For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy, mercy triumphs over judgment. Because of who we are, every person is a sinner. Romans 3:23 for all, can we say all? all? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means every single human being on this planet is a sinner and has sinned. Question. But how can a sinful person enter heaven when God allows sin? Hmm. That's where the T comes in. Turn around. Means to repent. Turn from something. Turn from sin and self. Luke 13:3, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all perish. So as we come to church, as we come to service, as we get on our knees in our home, at work, it doesn't matter. We have the opportunity to repent of ourselves. Luke 13:3. I tell you, I just did that, didn't I? Okay, turn to someone and say, "Trust Christ." Romans 10:9: that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Let's move to H. H is for heaven. H is for heaven. H is for heaven. H is for heaven... heaven. And heaven is eternal life. There we go again. Eternal life is, is that not why we come, why we gather, why we share, why we learn? Is so that we reach and be able to have that eternal life? John ten ten. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it. They may have it. They may have it abundantly. God wants you to have life abundantly. Uh, God does not sit and kind of watch, okay, just kind of go through the motion. He, He wants you to have abundant life. And to reach that abundant life, we have to have faith in Him. John 14, 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to Myself, that where I am... There you will be also. Amen? Amen. That is where we want to be. How can a person have God's forgiveness, heaven, and eternal life, and Jesus as a personal Savior and Lord? I answer that question. By saying, trusting in Christ and asking for His forgiveness. Take the step of faith, and let's go uh, F-A-I-T-H, a step further. Forsaking all... That means all, forsaking all, I trust in Him. And I understand that humanly, man, do we have a problem with that humanly. To totally, totally give up 100% and trust humanly, it kind of gets to us but what does he say forsake all and trust him faith I could not find any around Portales at all But what I wanted to find to be able to show you was a mustard seed. (laughs) I couldn't find one. But can you in your mind picture how minute, how small, how fine a mustard seed is? And that's all God wants from you to be able to forgive you is just the trust from you as big as a mustard seed. Can we do that? Amen? Can we do that? All right. As I was doing this, one other thing that uh, I wanted to share with you Okay, I, I call it the power of one, and um, I got it from—excuse me—my uh, wife's cousin that uh, we had our services last weekend in Texas. She was a uh, Methodist preacher in Virginia, and she had this up and posted. And this is what uh, I'm going to end with. Number one of one. I love that number one. Everybody wants to be number one, don't you? You want to be the champion. You want to be on the top. You want to be number one. We have one creator. Who is that creator? God. We have one race. What is that race? Human race. Okay. Does God say anything about uh, well, my sh- this shade, that shade? Uh, no, we are all one. With g- what's going on in our country, our nation, in the United States, we've got to come together as one if we are going to look to get this thing back together. Amen. Amen. Oh, the next one I love. One blood. One blood. What's the color of that blood? Red. We get cut. I'm not blue, green, no. One blood. And it's red. One problem. Sin. And one one solution. Can you give me that solution? What is that solution? That one solution is Jesus Christ Almighty. Amen. That is it. That is it. Jesus is at the center. The center of it all. I'm going to. Finish with a prayer here, and then the team is going to finish with a song. Our heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, for giving us life, liberty. Our heavenly Father, we ask that you be with our nation as we celebrate Independence Day. Heavenly Father, we ask that you be in each and every heart that looks around and sees something different. We ask that you lead us in every single step we take in this life that you have given us that you have granted us and the ability to worship the Almighty One. Be with us as we go from here today that we may love you, respect you, and have the faith in you that you have given. In God's almighty name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to audio from Central Christian Church in Portales, New Mexico. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To connect with us, visit our website at centralwired.org.